This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Sasha Lago. She is the founder of Sasha Talks. Sasha Talks is a platform that accommodates individuals and organizations and self-development. Thank you for coming on today. Hi Roman, thank you for having me. Sure, glad to have you. So how did you get started in the space that you're in? Uh, there is a story, uh, that story to Sasha Talks, it was not ever in my plans to uh, embrace entrepreneurship, but very early on during my academic years, going all the way back to my teen years, I started out as an academic coach where I was seeking out opportunities to make pocket money and through word of mouth referral and also doing community service, I used to do community service for some business executives and others happened to come from different fields whether it was consulting or politics and in order for them as I helped them out they said how can we help you out it's our way of saying thank you and I said I would like to make some pocket money and through those endeavors I ended up uh, partnering up with foreign students and uh, through word of mouth uh, it only took two three clients to start uh, gaining traction that I would go into their homes and work with them on special projects and wherever they needed help and the mission was greater because it wasn't for them to get their homework done they had to pass state and national exams in order to move forward to the next year. So some of the cases that I was able to work on had to do with students that were borderline failing. And then there were those that were just students who needed to get acclimated to the American uh, academic and work culture because they were born students and word of mouth grew. And then fast forward to uh, business school, I stopped doing the academic part and started focusing on uh, business and professional development mentoring. And fast forward to that, I started working in corporate America. I worked in offices. I worked out in the field. I've also done sales, retail. So I represent a few industries and it got to a point where I realized that uh, it's nice to work for other people but you also don't want to rely on the resources that are coming in and if I could provide the help to others whether they're individuals or organizations I should be able to do this for myself so over a decade ago when the economy started faltering a bit it got to a point where I had to start getting creative and thinking outside the box of what are some skill sets that I have that I haven't applied in companies and one of them happened to be spiritual counseling which is one of my primary niche on the Sasha Talks platform and I started doing that for third-party platforms and to this day I'm open to the invitation if I'm invited or else I do it through privately on Sasha Talks where people come to me with their 
personal and professional concerns and we work through them. So it is professional counseling, but I also have experienced coaching. And for anyone who may be listening, thinking that she's trying to be everything to everyone, my answer would be flat out no. It just happens that along my career path, I've done the academic coaching, I do the business coaching now, and I also do mentoring. And there's a distinction between all types of roles, whether you're a mentor, uh, the coaching, the consulting, and the counseling. Thing. And that is how I was able to find a platform where I could apply all of those different variables that represent me. And if I had to pick which one are you, I would say I'm not going to pick one over the other because there are people who go out in the market and they want to be everything to everyone. In my case, I genuinely have a story where I have played those roles at different junctures of my career. So that is how Sasha Talks came into fruition. And because I come from a business background, a lot of my spiritual counseling clients were not aware that, hey, she also has a list of business credentials and she must be doing something else that I wanted to merge uh, the business aspect of me on Sasha Talks. Because when you meet me, you get the whole package. I'm not leaving a part of me behind. It's all or nothing for better or worse, but that's the story of Sasha. Nice. That's really interesting. Um, is there any specific industries or, or people that you tend to work with more? Yes. Uh, in the previous decade, I would say I've focused a lot on uh, management consulting, technology, uh, securities, uh, marketing in terms of uh, products and services, a lot of service-focused industries, whether it's business to business, uh, business to consumer, and or consumer to consumer. It's very interesting because even for entrepreneurs out there, you are interacting with a different, uh, I would say, uh, overlapping audience, whether it's a business buying from you or individual. And the core concept of business has to be that we're out there to fulfill a need for an individual or an organization. That's awesome. Where do you see some of these industries where people, you know, struggle with professionally to get, you know, maybe past a hurdle to reach a goal that you help them out with? I would say it's not always specific to an industry, but it comes down to there's a pattern, a pattern of human behaviors and thoughts that people get uh, possibly stuck into because while growing up, one of the things that we're not taught in school is to focus. So society does a lot of that thinking for us and society tells us what's going to make us happy, what's going to make us successful. It's a society has a prescription that most people adhere to and it works out and then some people adhere to it. They go through the traditional steps of, okay, getting the right job, finding the right relationship and having a, a creating a comfort zone, which is supposed to make you happy and then people reach that they hit the wall when they realize okay it's not everything I thought that society tells you and then they want to take control back whether they want to change jobs they want to change roles they want to go out create something and empowerment can come from other people but we also need to learn how to uh, engage in self-reliance and having more faith in ourselves because I noticed that uh, it just happens in my circle and network of people that I've met through Sasha Talks. They found me. I did not seek them out. I From the financial services sector or those who were going uh, 
uh, I also know lawyers who go out there and they're spiritual counselors now. That's the funny part. And I always wonder what made you leave or what made you leave the, not the industry, but go start out your own business. And they would say, I got tired of those Monday morning water cooler conversations. I knew that I was going to get the bonus. I was good at what I was doing. Bills were paid. I'm living a comfortable life. But there had to be more that once you take care of your needs, there's a part, we're human, we want to take care of our wants and our wants may not always be met when we're relying on an organization or anything outside of us and, and those that are becoming more self-aware and it's not selfish, it's just a self-awareness on a level where they know that they could contribute more to their relationships, to people around them, to companies if they are more aligned with what they want to be doing than what they should be doing. No, I definitely agree. And I, I agree in the uh, entrepreneurial space because I think some people jumped into entrepreneurialism, let's say right out of school or right out of high school, while others had to kind of redefine themselves over time and switch careers or, you know, make that decision. Am I really doing what I love doing or do I want to, you know, take a chance and you know put all that fear aside and do what I love definitely I recall during my high school years when we used to have alumni come back and visit and tell us stories about what to expect in quote unquote the real world and they would often say that find something that you really enjoy doing become great at it and it will take care of you and at that age I believe that most people think, no, you have to chase the money, you have to chase these things. What are you talking about that I have to be happy? And, and people don't always think it through. And I believe there's an evolution with mindset and emotions as we all grow in our own lane. But the more I look back as a grown adult who's been engaged in entrepreneurship for at least the last decade, I will say, it's true because we spend so much time working. So instead of chasing the money, find something that you enjoy doing, keep refining the craft, and then the money will chase you. But if you're only after the money, then don't expect that it's going to provide the longevity of happiness. It will buy you comfort. And it sounds so cliche, but especially in the last three, four years of all the people that I cross paths with, and they talk about what they do for a living, especially entrepreneurs, the two words success and happiness are touched upon and they define it in a very unique sense that is sacred to them no i definitely agree and i think you touched on a point of self-awareness i think everyone needs to reach a a, a status of being self-aware and the faster you you get there i think the happier you're going to be quicker and like you said the money will buy comfort but if your whole career is about money at the end you're going to be miserable or you're miserable in the process so the whole thing is a journey if you're happy with the journey your your whole life you're living is you know happy you're not saving up millions of dollars to then retire and then maybe travel or do what you love and then look back and you spent 30 years being miserable yes and i have met people like that and i respect their dedication and commitment i know that i was not born with that bug to uh, wait to enjoy life and even though I've ha I have my fair share of trials and tribulations that provide good uh, form of education for me to pass on to the audiences, I would say that uh, there are people who only want the outcome but not 
they don't want to take any interest or learn about the process. They just want the outcome. And I think the journey at times is way more important than the destination because if you are mindful of your journey, you have the power of shifting or changing your destination, perhaps for the better. And that's something that I had to learn on my own that uh, 15 years ago, I could tell you all the destinations, but if you told me, hey, how was the experience? I wouldn't be able to recall it because I was so fixated on checking it off my list. And I have become the opposite person where I'm doing my best to enjoy the journey. And if we get to the destination, great, but I'm not ashamed if I change my decision and say, I'm going to go to another uh, opportunity. No, I definitely agree. So over this time, um, in terms of redefining yourself and you know starting your business, what's one thing that you struggled with in the past that you took and overcame and used it as an asset now? I joke around that I was born without patience. And my God, I don't know if I would want to be friends with uh, the former impatient version of me. Because while growing up, parts of my life were in blocks that I knew where I had to be, what I had to be doing, for how long the duration. And then you reach a point by my mid-20s, I was just reaching burnout thinking, uh, I don't want to know where I want to be every hour of the day and who I'm meeting with and what I have to do. That I threw out my planner and I'm a very self-aware individual that uh, the one thing that I share with my audiences is I will not wear a watch because I'm constantly reminded of time. But going back to the impatience, it, it was a double-edged sword. As a person, not the business person of me, because I'm human, I tell people I was impatient in seeing how things would evolve. So you have to stick it out a while to know, okay, is this a pattern or an environment I want to be around? Is this a choice I'm going to stick with? When I commit, I commit and I give it my all. And then I, as an adult, I can say, this isn't what I want. I could walk away. But at that point in time, impatience can be a virtue when it serves as a defense mechanism to protect your sanity and you move on. Because I was having this discussion with a former colleague of mine regarding patience and they said, maybe I'm impatient. And I said, sometimes you, impatience is a good thing because you don't want to be patient for the right thing, uh, for the wrong things, because we just keep on creating uh, accumulating a similar frustration. So I would say over a period of uh, 12, 13 years, I have uh, outgrown the impatience and acquired a level of maturity that if you told me to wait today, I would, I have much better coping skills and it's made me a better person, but also a better business uh, professional. Yeah, and I think patience is really important when you're starting a business or jumping into something new because you have that level of uncertainty that, you know, may dissuade you from reaching your goal and, and quitting. So being determined and focusing on the journey. And like you mentioned also, I think it's really important to have emotional IQ. And I think when I was younger, I was more impatient and I would take things differently in a professional setting or things that would upset me, let's say in a business meeting where now it's taking everything in understanding where people are coming from, understanding that everyone's human and everyone's dealing with something at the end of the day and trying to combat it that way. But I also think tying into what you said, emotional IQ develops over time. And that's really important to drive success. 
I completely agree with you because in the recent times I have seen great talent, but great talent that that cannot back it up with mature emotional intelligence and character. Because talent without character will restrict longevity out there. And we all have something that we need to work on. And I know that for me, when I started out, it was just impatience. And I did not make excuses for it because I could look back and laugh at it. But even with the patience, it allows us the ability to listen, to comprehend, not listen, to react. Because if we comprehend and absorb the things going on around us, we're going to also become better at identifying opportunities when the right people come into our path and the right, uh, it could be the right business endeavor or right propositions for us to become better and refine our craft. Oh, I definitely agree. So at the end of the day, what motivates you to succeed or, you know, push forward? I would say knowing that I have the ability to improve the lives of people and organizations. Now, that's a very broad uh, statement. I could <laughs> narrow it down. In the past five years, I have gone through personal experiences where I was aware of compassion and kindness, and I know I inhabit them, and I don't want it. I don't wear it on my sleep. But it either shows through how I engage with people or just how I live my life. But I will say that uh, in the order in which these two virtues were amplified in my life was compassion, knowing that uh, it could be strangers out of nowhere who can come and uh, make your day better or make your year better and uh, get me out of my comfort zone to engage with people that I typically would not, not because of one because of time and bandwidth and also challenging myself that hey there is a lot that goes on behind every door you open and every person is like that door that I look at the broader picture and I I'm not someone who jumps to judgment and uh, just forms a, a opinion and sticks with it you have to grow and the other one is kindness because I have the privilege to travel at times because of my work opportunities. I get to see people living all different types of lifestyles. And it reminds you of, of what we have and we need to pay it forward. Because I believe energy is always constant and I encourage people to be of service and it's not always gonna be about us, but we are a pivotal uh, element in other people's paths but people have to be open to receiving that positivity and that blessing in their life yeah i think kindness is very important especially living in the united states and our quality of life is so much better than the rest of the world and at times even some of the you know poorest people in the united states are still some of the richest when you look at from a global perspective and when yes. you travel like you said and you go to third world countries or different slums and you see people so grateful with what they have or you know if you're there you know i've been to places where you know i you know i've bought a loaf of bread or an article of clothing and you see the joy or a toy the joy in these people and how yes. thankful they are you have to kind of step back and say hey you know maybe i don't have that that nice car or you know that house with that extra bedroom but i am really extremely lucky and i have family and friends that are healthy and safe around me and at the end of the day, that's, you know, one of the things that matters the most. Yes, and I tell people that materialism and for those uh, money, these things are tools and there's nothing wrong with it. But we need to, but if we 
stay firm and take the middle road with our principles and values, it helps us maintain a perspective on life. Because if you're tied, tying your identity to things only, and I know that I've also been once upon a time tying your identity to titles. I mean, when those things are taken away from you or opportunities that pass by, there's a time on everything in life. You need to know, okay, not what, not what do you do? Who are you? No, I agree. And uh, kind of that material time when something bad really happens, it truly opens your eyes that the material things aren't going to save you. You can't take them with you, you know, at, yes. when you pass. And they're not going to make situations better. You know, a month and a, uh, a month and a half ago, my grandfather passed away suddenly. Um, he had a stroke. He was in the hospital hospital for about ten days. And at that point, you know, all the money in the world couldn't, you know, help him. He ended up passing. And you know, if I could give everything to have another day or have a conversation with him, I would trade anything material for that. So I think situations like that, loss, trauma kind of put things into perspective as well. I'm sorry to hear that. And knowing that, I'm sure you must have been close to your grandfather. Am I allowed to ask what is the best thing that he taught you about life? I think just to be yourself and try your best. Um, me and my wife are first time foster parents as of June. So he was proud of that fact. Basically, we're taking care of kids that you know aren't necessarily our own, but bettering their lives and giving our time and our love to them and just I guess the way that I live my life in terms of being passionate about life and giving it my all, I think he passed that to me. And I think I honor him in that to try my best because that wasted potential, um, it's that time is not going to go back. So you have to make the most of every minute. Yes, we don't know if they're going to wake up tomorrow or not. And people keep on pushing things off, thinking, okay, I'll take care of it later, later, later. And I tell them, you don't know, just make the best of what you have. Yeah, that's very true. So what's one piece of professional advice you can leave with the audience? It's professional, but also I would say life advice. And I know in the previous several years, I've been put to the test and so far I've managed to make it this far. It would be be true to yourself, adhere to your principles, your values, know yourself and the only way you're going to know yourself is if you learn how to remove the noise of everyone around you you are the company you keep so know yourself and be true to yourself so if something goes against who you are not someone goes against who you are if things around you go against of who you are then you need to start questioning uh, why is it happening is this not the right environment or do i need to go seek my happiness and my well-being elsewhere it could be from relationships to the type of environments to surround yourself to and it takes courage to have that honest conversation with oneself because i know a lot of people who confess to me that sasha i don't spend too much time around uh, alone and people need to understand that there's a distinction between being alone and lonely you could be in a relationship and still be lonely or you could be alone and not feel lonely. Again, it goes back to spending time uh, alone with yourself and know what matters to you. And once you have that healthy relationship with yourself, it's going to make your life easier in day-to-day -day, uh, decision making. I'm not saying you're not going to have a bad day and you're not going to have to face tough decisions, but 
it's going to be a very strong anchor that will dictate how far you can go if you have that confidence and that confidence partially comes from the relationship you have with yourself no i agree and i think like your environment and the people around you basically make who you are so if you want to change you have to change some of those moving parts in order to be yourself or reach the the goal you want to reach other than that if you don't change anything around you you're going to be in that constant state yes and for most people and i know i've been there when we find ourselves in a pattern repeating our uh, ourselves or an outcome then we have to start questioning okay what's going on is it the type of choices that i'm making and what what do these choices have in common Am I seeking out the wrong things, even though they're marketed and, and it's all glitz and glamour? Or what is it within me that needs to be refined? And people love to point fingers outside of them, but they, but God forbid, they take accountability. We also have to look in the mirror. And my rule is that I like to go to bed with a clean heart and mind and wake up with a clean heart and mind. And if I cannot do that because something is uh, keep challenging my inner peace not taking away my inner peace then i i get to work and i sort it out and not everything can be sorted out in an hour or a day but it's important that we pay attention because the sooner you recognize something that's out of alignment around you or within you the great thing is that we have the free will to change it i definitely agree and having kind of that heavy heart or just carrying something around it just brings negativity and honestly if you focus on happy things or focus and focus on the positive your attitude and mood and even health i mean it's going to resonate throughout like your whole body in terms of physical and emotional and spiritual yes and i tell people it, it's rare where you're going to have somebody with a healthy body and the healthy body is not going to automatically fix the mindset and the emotional health we we have to cater to each three of them in their respective time and place yeah that's so true well i really appreciate you coming on the show can you tell the listeners uh, where they can find you online or some of the other things you may have going on Yes, uh, Stasha Chuck's social media is getting revamped. You all are welcome to drop by stashatrucks.com. Check it out. And Roman, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Yes, Thank me too. You. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.